Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast and my name is Scroobius Pip. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, Again, it seems every week I have to thank you guys now, but um, the support is continuing to be absolutely insane. We were the... uh, one of the featured podcasts on iTunes um, in recent weeks, and it kept us in the top 10 for ages. So thank you all for supporting, and thank you for everyone who was tweeting about it and generally pushing it out there. Um, This week's is a real special episode, number 33, with the wonderful Howard Marks. But before that, I need to get a plug for my label, Speech Development Records. Please check us out. If you go to speechdevelopmentrecords.com, we've got a web store with all sorts of stuff. There's also, if you go to scroobiuspip.co.uk, I've got my blog there and everything, and we've just announced the the upcoming release of the new B. Dolan album. Now, I mention this now because this week's episode is with Howard Marks and B. Dolan, and, and we mentioned briefly... Um, a freeway Ricky Ross, who's got a big old story, um, including the fact that a rapper called R- Rick Ross stole his name, essentially, and identity. And B. Dolan did a track about that. So I recommend, even if you don't go to speechdevelopmentrecords.com, which you should do, because you can pre-order his upcoming album, Kill the Wolf, out on July 10th. Um, you can order it on CD, coloured vinyl, and get T-shirts and all sorts. So do that. But even if you don't do that, I would I would, I recommend you go on YouTube and look up um, B. Dolan, The De- Devil Is Alive, which is about uh, Freeway Ricky Ross, uh, the, str- the struggles he went through and the fact that there's a f- guy pretending to be an international drug dealer as a rapper when he's not really that guy. Um, so check that out. And there's tons of other st- stuff at Speech Development Records. We've got um, CDs, T-shirts, albums... Uh, I mean, we've got mugs, we've got eight barbecue aprons. We've got barbecue aprons there now. It's insanity. Um, In fact, we've also got a new Scroobius Pip t-shirt. If you're a Scroobius Pip fan, again, people often ask me how they can support the podcast because it's free. Obviously, one way to do that would be to buy some merch. So um, there's a new Scroobius Pip t-shirt made by Mr. Heggie, who a lot of you are fans of. I'm going to have to have Heggie on the podcast at some point, actually, because he's an amazing artist. But Anyway, that's enough rambling. On to the real ramble. This was a huge pleasure and honour to get to sit down with Mr. Howard Marks. Um, as you'll hear from the interview, um, he's he's you know he's got some v- very v- very serious health issues at the moment. So it was hugely kind of him to allow me the time to come in and talk to him. And yeah, I got to talk to a legend of 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 the the of the world cannabis scene essentially um i mean also again i explain in there why he's also i find him just an inspirational person in general because it's bizarre he's he's a guy that has is famous for being a criminal essentially yet his crime is something that I mean, it's simply a, a disagreement with the laws. It's not something that, that many people at all th- these days would see as morally wrong or, or 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 wrong in any way. So it was simply he believes that the adults choosing to consume weed, you know, a plant that's grown naturally, he believes that adults choosing to consume that is okay. He doesn't agree with the fact it's, it's illegal and therefore everything he did with his import and you know i mean it's a hell of a story if you don't already know it you're in for a 
a real treat. If you do, we get a lot of great insights and stories here and there. But everything he did, would you know, lived within that. He didn't do anything morally, or you know, he he, he never used violence. He never did. Um, he never tra- tra- trafficked hard drugs. Um, it was always, it's always cannabis. And uh, yeah, it's it's. I just find it fascinating that it's he, he is technically and legally a criminal. He's done time. He's gone to prison. But it's for something that he didn't. He, he it, it's more a disagreement of opinions rather than, yeah, uh, uh, wow, a look at this evil person. Anyway, I'm rambling now. This is episode number thirty three. Check it out. I'll be back at the end to tell you who we've got next week and to give you a little bit more information and more insights and all of that kind of thing. So for now, this is Distraction Pieces podcast episode number thirty three with Howard Marks. Right, I'm joined today by Mr. Howard Marks. How are you? I'm very well, Pip. You? I'm good. It's, it's it's lovely to be here, and I hugely appreciate you letting me in, in into your abode to 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 ramble on and and distract you. It's all right. I can only apologise for the abode. <laughs> it's lovely. It's a perfect. It's, it's Just kind of a haven, sort of. Yeah. It, it really is. It really is. And I've come in and placed all my unnecessary amounts of wires all all, all over the place to make a right mess. Um, I want to just get in. Straight away to just ask ask how you are. Obviously, you know you. It, I was really appreciative of you letting us in, particularly as you'd announced recently. Obviously, you're you're battling um, a, a, a colon cancer and have have had successful chemo. Um, yes, yeah. How, um, how, how are you? How is Howard Marks? Uh, on sort of straight medical terms, uh, I was diagnosed. I think last August. Yeah. Uh, as having um, primary cancer in, uh, in 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 the bowels, yeah, uh, which is spread to the lungs oh, and wow. uh, and liver. So it's it's about as bad as you can get. Really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, indeed. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, bowel cancer at its most advanced. I've probably had it for about five years or something like that. Oh wow, that's that's, so, that's crazy tonight. Because again, you think of particularly bowel and colon to be quite. I don't know. Quick at attacking everything, so it's yeah crazy yeah. To, to to realize you've had it that long. I guess yeah, and of course that rules out any operation or even any uh, radiotherapy because it's yeah. too scattered everywhere. Yeah, you know, of course, be, there'd be nothing left. Just took it away. Yeah, they can't just take it out and leave. <laughs> no. uh, so chemotherapy is the only sort of uh, rational way, and the the heavier the chemotherapy you can stand, the better. Yeah. And uh, everyone reacts to chemotherapy differently. We, uh, yeah. Many people would prefer to have the cancer, you know, yeah. because of the adverse effects. Yeah, so of course. Bad. I'm lucky, lucky as fuck, in that I can handle it. You can handle in, it well. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, really. You know, it's not that. I, I mean, it's it, it's a bit like, bit like normal life in that you know I sort of take a strong drug for a while. I mean, it's a bit like taking ketamine on a roller coaster. Really, <laughs> yeah. It's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. Uh, and then you get a calm down, which I'm also used to. Yeah, And yeah. then you feel ill for a bit, which I'm also used to. If anything, you've prepped yourself throughout your yeah, life I mean, to, the only to, difference to is, battle something like this. Yes, I know. 
I mean, the only difference is it happens every two weeks rather than at random. Yeah, you know, yeah. Which is what it usually does. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, as, as we were saying before we started recording, though, I think the human body is, is such a unique and individual thing. We were discussing, I was saying how I stopped smoking weed long ago because I was so unproductive on it, but I know other people... Um, B. Dolan can only write or, or, or writes his best when he's on weed. And my mate Chris, that used to have a T-shirt label with, could design far better if he was if, if he, he was, was high. Oh, so yeah, oh, sure, it's, yeah. it's the variation of of, of of reaction, I guess. Yes, and and there are some people who behave like complete assholes when they don't do it. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, I mean, completely. There's, there's a, yeah, I mean, everyone is so different, uh, and the difference is really. I mean, for example, I'm allowed alcohol yeah. and tobacco. Yeah. You know, officially allowed yeah, yeah, alcohol yeah. and tobacco in order that they can compare it, my condition, with everyone else that they're doing it. Oh, with. wow. Because most people my age who get cancer are on alcohol and tobacco. So you've yeah. got to fit into that category for any meaningful comparison. To be That's made. amazing. That it's, it's the, the doctor is saying, yeah, don't really stop it. Don't worry about the You're boobs. doing it all fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah Just dick all, <laughs> at what you're doing. I also, I loved in, when I obviously sad to read the article when you um it, it was announced but i loved your statement of because obviously they you've obviously campaigned for a long time for the legalization um of of of, of, of cannabis yeah and they kind of said well you know do you feel stronger now that f- for medicinal purposes it should be legalized and you quite rightly pointed out is you didn't particularly want to have to wait until you had cancer to <laughs> to, 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 to be allowed to get stoned so so Medical or otherwise, it's, yeah. it's something that you've obviously campaigned for years. So, yes, for I mean, the, the campaigning has been largely on the recreational level. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, it's. Uh, I'm aware of the sacrifices society are making to maintain its legality. Yeah. You know, such as the use, you know, peaceful use of of, of hemp in some ways, or yeah. non-recreational use of hemp, and uh, and this medicinal thing. I mean, it's just another sacrifice we make yeah. for God knows why. Of course, yeah. it's 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 fascinating. Do you feel we're coming closer in this country? Because it's fascinating how in America, it was you know gradually medicinal, and then it's generally just anyone can get. Or in a lot of states, anyone can get a pass or a license, and yes, you know it's, it's still against federal over. law. You see, it's bizarre, that, isn't it? That it's and yeah. that's all money is federal State law money. State allowed, but not yeah. They, they can walk in any time and take the lot. Also, if you register as a marijuana user, addict, or whatever, yeah. in any of the states that have have uh, you know okayed it so far, then you lose all federal benefits. Oh really? Yeah, like I federal housing. Yeah, yeah. No, very few people are actually. I hate saying yeah. that, <laughs> but yeah. very few people are. Yeah. And. Uh, I mean, you don't even have the right to own a firearm. Not that most heads want to own a firearm, but, yeah. I mean, you lose that right. Uh, also, you can be sacked without any reason, no reason whatsoever, other than you're a registered marijuana addict. So, again, so, it becomes almost a, f- a, f- a, a, a dummy legalisation or a, it's a, a dummy, dummy legalisation, yeah. Um, to kind of trick people into being relaxed about it as such. Yes, I mean, they don't... I mean, for example, you can go to Las Vegas, uh, which is, you know, one of the few places one's allowed to gamble yeah. and make money and take it back home. That's yeah. OK. Yeah. You know, why you cannot sort of... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so inconsistent. But the state-federal dichotomy, you know, has existed for a long time. Yeah. There's sort of several bodies of law about it. It's uh, such a confusing a mess, isn't it, really? That, it's it's that, a mess. That, that, that essentially the states have chosen 
illegal choices yeah. federally, yet no one... Yeah, I don't know. You don't. No one's intervening at the moment, but it's no. just—it's bizarre that you can be at such a conflict within one country and within one legal system. Yes. Well, I suppose they do it with a death penalty, don't they? Yeah. I mean, states sort of uh, have total autonomy as to whether they sort of kill people or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's that much l- looseness in 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 the law, essentially, that you can turn around and go, "Well, it is legal here for yeah. these reasons." Yeah. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Well, you, you were. And my favourite and much bandied about description of you, I think it was from the Daily Mail of all people, was as as the most sophisticated drug baron of all time. Um, how do you feel about that 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 grand title? Well, I'd like to be promoted to from drug baron to drug czar, of course. Yeah, of, you know, I didn't think I could get promoted, but I tried. <laughs> you can push. You can always push. It's always good to keep. No, I never ambitions. objected to being called a drug baron. Yeah. You know, Never objected to the uh, the Daily Mail quotes have been not doctored, but certain things have been sort of like left out. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the Daily Mail would actually say, you know, despite looking a bit like Mick Jagger and despite sort of sounding a bit like uh, you know uh, Richard Burton, you know, the man is a cunt, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> well, we'd missed out the man is a cunt bit and just yeah. sort of looks like a rolling stone and boom, 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 put it at the back of the book, you know. I mean, just take the, the nice quotes. Yeah, yeah, and dots between. They would do exactly the same, so it's only fair. Oh, yes, <laughs> no, 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 no to God, it's not something that keeps me awake at night. No. Yeah, no, definitely. So, so I mean, the, oh, oh, one of the things I've, I've, I've seen, over, I think, since... I think the late 90s was the first time I saw you um, live yes. t- telling stories and speaking. And the th- one of the things that struck me there, and we'll get on to all of this, is that, again, the complete um, change of the perception that was originally put out of who criminals are and who drug drug barons and whatnot are. Because yeah. you were, you know, you're Oxford educated. You've, you've, you've you know, you're, you're an intelligent seemingly kind and caring individual you know yeah. from the stories that you'd tell and put across you weren't some evil t- tattooed killer of a <laughs> of a man no. you were um, an intelligent person who decided that you didn't necessarily agree with with the legal system on on certain things and worked essentially outside it uh, yes yeah i mean uh Yes, I mean, that, 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 that's, that's true, I guess. But, I mean, quite a, quite a lot of us were in the same boat. I mean, yeah. it was very much a sort of, you know, peace and love and yeah. type organisation, yeah. if yeah, you can completely. call it that. You can't really just loosely knit this organisation. Yeah, I like that. So, so, so how was it... Uh, uh, let's go right back to how was your kind of growing up in, in, in Wales and then, you know, what... What were your your passions and motivations at that point? Well, I suppose music was my first love, really. Yeah. Uh, there, was, there was certainly no dope around there. Of any, I think the, the only dope I ever took uh, before going to Oxford was speed. I mean, you could get sort of bits, yeah. you know, pills and decks yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And coal gas bubbled through milk. Right. Which, I, uh, you know, we all knew about the school anyway. You just sort of bubble, you know, milk was free. <laughs> yeah. The gas was free in the chemistry. So we just had to bubble it through. Brilliant. Uh, it had the name Glug for some reason. I think it's a Glaswegian <laughs> name. Um, 
And that, that would get me. But the first time I loosened it, it was on several pints of rough cider. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You know, it was a odd pint. Of a nice l- legal start to your Yeah, your, your yeah. So I used to drink a lot. Hallucinogenics. I yeah. mean, I wor- yeah, I worked hard, studied hard, hard enough. Uh, but when I'd done enough study, I'd never just go and get blind pissed. Yeah. And uh, um, I suppose that was my drug of no other choice. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah your only option <laughs> yes, right. at that point. And how was it then when you were in Oxford? Because you studied f- a f- a philosophy... Oh, no, his first, it was... My first degree was in uh, nuclear physics. In nuclear physics, yeah. And then I did postgraduate stuff in uh, history and philosophy of science. I mean, although I was capable at uh, nuclear physics, I never had much interest in it. Yeah. I, mean, I couldn't fix a car, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I had no practical application at all. But I was genuinely interested in history and philosophy of science. You know, yeah. And enjoyed, enjoyed that yeah. postgraduate period a lot. Until uh, Torp presented itself as a, as a viable alternative. As, as, so, how do you see what was the kind of path it took you on as the alternative of 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 dope over nuclear physics and and, and dope over enjoying over getting stoned mainly? Yeah, you know, just enjoying the effect uh, and not really thinking about the money, but soon realizing that you know if I got a bit for a bit. Everyone starts, I suppose. You get a bit for some for your friends as well. And uh... It can be a, a, a fascinatingly easy thing, particularly... I mean, I went to, to university in, in Wolverhampton and I had the simple realisation that where I was, was from in Essex, at that point, I could buy... If I bought enough, I could buy pills for a pound each. Yes, yeah. yeah. In Wolverhampton, you'd they'd sell for seven or eight pound each at the time. So that simple thing there is going... Wow, you can see how people can 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 stumble into that because I'm struggling to buy my lunch. Yet, if I bought a hundred of them yeah. in a weekend, I could turn that into s- s- seven, eight hundred pounds. Oh, so sure, yeah, yeah. I can imagine that that can easily yeah, as soon as you do that to help out some friends to band together and so yes, on. Yes, and uh, although we did have grants in those days, you yeah. know, it wasn't very much. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. It, uh, definitely required supplementing in some sort of way. Um, and uh, of course, socially it was very uh, advantageous yeah. uh, because you know everyone would want you at their parties because yeah. they know you'd have some dope on you. Basically, yeah. you know. of course. Um, and uh, also to I mean, just be a working class kid to have more money than the other fuckers was good. You know? Particularly in Oxford, <laughs> yeah, a working class yeah. kid coming down from Wales, you yeah. know, to then have. <laughs> Yeah, to be the one with the the money in your pocket, that yeah. must have it again. Oh, I loved it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was stoned all the time, <laughs> you know, just absolutely all the time. I'm very happy all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so that's, again, at that point, a nice and a natural state. So how did that kind of transition into, uh, or was it a gradual move up to drug dealing more locally and then up to, to, to trafficking, to essentially? Of, and you know. Yes, it, it, it was very, very gradual. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose the process started uh, when I first got to Oxford, so I was 19 then. And I suppose by the time I was 25, I was yeah, a full-time dope dealer. Yeah. Uh, but really just playing with it most of the time yeah. until then. Committed, but playing with <laughs> it. And then I became, then I moved to London and became, I suppose, quite a major wholesaler. Yeah. And... Uh, about a couple of hundred kilos a week or something like that. Wow. 
And, uh, of course, major wholesalers tend to meet smugglers because smugglers need major wholesalers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I just got interested in, in the smuggling of it. I found it sort of a, a more interesting occupation than just sort of simple shopkeeping, which is... Yeah, I mean, particularly as this... this this month, it may sound ridiculous now, but particularly at that point as well, and if you're new to it, there is a certain a, a, a mystique and romanticism to the idea of a, of a smuggler. Yes, of, of yeah. someone bringing things that people want but that are outlawed. Yeah. But, you know, there, there, is, there is demand for it. And not guns, no. not anything dangerous or violent, but being the person to bring something that adults choose to want yeah, like to, brandy to enjoy. or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Brandy. brandy smugglers were never sort of like criticised within. The exactly. You think of all of the, the the alcohol smugglers and peddlers. Then you think of the of of the speakeasies as these wonderful romantic things. Yes. They were dens of illegality. They, yeah, they, absolutely. But you, it's got that certain beauty and and romanticism. So was that the appeal at first, and then how did the reality compare? Uh, it wasn't the appeal at first, uh, but it allowed yeah. the appeal to flourish. Yeah. You know, uh, it didn't make you have that instant stop of right. Hang on, this is getting this is too against far. The this law, is illegal. Think, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think sort of some laws are wrong. You yeah, know, I just don't agree with them, and I have no problem breaking those laws. Yeah, uh, at all. You know, absolutely yeah. no problem at all. It's 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 it's, it's fascinating. Again, we would. Discussing this beforehand, and I'm not going to say which a family member in case they're not happy to. But um, it's it's fascinating. Uh, I I I went to Amsterdam with um, a family member who had never done any drugs at all because they're illegal. You know, hadn't done that. But a drink and the... but would drink, would yeah. drink and smoke, but had never had any illegal drugs right. as such. Then ca- caffeine, yep. Alcohol, yep. Tobacco, yep. Mm, but because mm, mm. they're sanctioned. And then when we were in Amsterdam, because it was legal, they they took some drugs after all this time in their life. And it occurred to me how strange that is that you're not in any way morally or personally against something. It's purely that someone tells you it's not okay. Yes. You know, an ex- example we use, or if I went to a country that murder was suddenly... Legal. legal yeah. I wouldn't have the urge to murder someone. Finally, at last, I can start murdering. But yeah, you know that is the case with 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 a lot of drugs. With yes. Amsterdam and with different countries, it's that it's purely a legality and technicality thing rather than a moral objective, which is yes, bizarre it, it is, that we didn't it accept is it. Flawed. Sorry for to, no, to no, 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 go ahead. Um, it is flawed though, because it is decriminalised rather than legalised. Yeah, sure. Uh, and decriminalised actually ends up criminalising the thing more because the more you decriminalise, the more people, such as your family member, are inclined to try it. Yeah. Therefore, the demand for it will increase. Yeah. Okay, as the supply remains illegal, yeah. you know, you're further criminalising it by a policy yeah. of decriminalisation. Yeah. Know, which, which doesn't make any sort of sense. Yeah, really. it doesn't make any sense at all. So, <laughs> no. you're, again, it's putting all the... The guilt on 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 your side as as the drug tra- a trafficker rather than those consuming it and that you know yeah, all of yes, that is yeah. it's bizarre that that can be the case that it's yeah. not as said even now obviously that it's if you get caught with some personal consumption it's a 
world of difference between being caught with intent to sell. Oh, yes, yeah. These people that you're saying it's okay to have personal consumption didn't all go and grow that themselves and then import it themselves, import a joint at a time. No. That's there. That's supply and demand, essentially. Yeah, so they've got a name for it, the Dutch. I think it's Gedongen or something like that. Right. Which is, all right, it doesn't matter how you got here, whether you're an illegal immigrant or a lump of dope or whatever. Uh, you know, you're here, we'll deal with it as it is. Yeah. So if it gets there, it doesn't yeah. matter which yeah. it If it's here, matter. then... We'll deal with it yeah. our way. You know? But we'll do everything we can to stop it getting here. Yeah. But once it's here, it's not, it's not that big a deal after <laughs> all. It's, kind of, it's the biggest deal before it gets here. Yeah. But now it's here, oh, it's fine, let's just... And Portugal, similarly, I mean, they, they, they decriminalised just because they thought it was a waste of money, you know. They couldn't they couldn't enforce it. They, they, couldn't, they just gave up, Yeah. really. Yeah. And, of course, now they're sort of presented as a sort of, you know, an extremely liberal society who yeah. just lets it happen. Well, it was just the old bill giving up because yeah. they knew they had no fucking money to Can't do Can't be it. bothered to keep dealing with this. <laughs> no. This is it's too much. It's a similar thing as I see in recently. Again, it, or, or, or there's difference, but I saw a great... Oh, one of the only times I've seen um, a police representative on, on, on TV saying something that I was impressed with, and it was t- t- uh, to do with... A football hooliganism recently yeah. and he just said he said look I've just looked at how much manpower and time and money that we put on to have every football game manned and, and he just said these are grown ups yeah. they all need to start to deal with this themselves it was the first time I'd heard that kind of logic yeah. going, why am I putting all my resources into standing next to a load of grown men to stop them fighting <laughs> so I just act like grown men and you know, deal with it. And it's a similar thing there. Why do we put so much resources into stopping drugs coming, you know, if it's... Yeah, again, as you've said, you're just making it worse because you're making it a criminal act and you're making it... I mean, I I cannot think of one rational, you know, uh, explanation for for prohibition. I just don't see it. Yeah. I I mean, I suppose, you know, if if a drug was discovered or synthesised, that if you took it, it makes you go around killing people and raping them. Yeah. Let's get that off of them. Yeah, let's, let's get that make that illegal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. You know. Completely. I mean, but, I, but the only one is alcohol, I think. Yeah. Which is the only one that's legal. Exactly. Alcohol is so. the only one that, that, that even leans close. in that direction. Yeah. Um, I found it... I, I, I had a real... A realisation when I was, um, I guess, a teen and reading a lot of, of Timothy Leary and his his outlook on... on um, on the legalisation of saying, look, we think of it, it wrong. We see it as it's illegal and then it's legal and you can buy it in a shop and that's that. He was yeah. he, he put forward and saying that this isn't necessarily the answer, but it's an option is looking at it more like a car, that you need to pass a test, have a licence. Yes, b- yeah. B- be of a certain age. It's yeah. not as simple as you can go in and buy all the, all the acid that you want. I like, he was specifically talking about acid as he did a lot of, of tests in that area, obviously. But yeah, and, again, and before it was illegal in UK, at least, yeah, you know. I yeah. mean, when I first took out, I, mean, I, took, I think I must have taken acid for about two years. Before it was illegal. Before it was uh, illegal, yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, I'm not a Timothy Leary fan, I have to say. No. No, I, I think, I don't know, it's a, you know, a few things about him that... Right. Uh, 
Um, like, for example, the only reason he put flowers in his hair was to hide his shearing aids. Oh, really? Plus, the idea of sort of being so dogmatic, turn in, tune on, drop out, you know, yeah. the, the idea of telling people what to do yeah. is slightly alien to me. It's kind of against yeah. the, the, the nature, I guess, of, again, what you were doing and what, yes. and what the drugs essentially are. Ah, yeah. Again, it's... It, as and then, of course, it became a grass, which uh, yeah. Uh, so that's the end of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That deals with that. So, 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 how did, how was it then? Where was the jump up to in in the trafficking? Because obviously, you've gone from dealing a bit, and you've started to meet some some importers. Yes, started to meet what? some importers and started driving across borders. Yeah. Um, usually within Europe, uh, yeah. occasionally to Britain from Europe. Okay. But usually within Europe to sort of break the chain in some sort of yeah. way. There was some kind of logic behind it. <clears throat> so that was my first smuggling, was, was, was driving it with a, in the boot, you know, hidden in the panels of a car. Yeah. Uh, then came the, uh, the involvement with, uh, with Jim McCann, um, the, the self-proclaimed IRA person. Yeah. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. And yeah. a hell of a lot of money. Um, and, and to this day, actually, I mean, the, uh, Jim remains the only person that the IRA has disowned. Oh, really? Yeah. That is the only person that they've... T- yeah, he's not one of us. Right. Even Thatcher didn't say that. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> because he would claim that and use that as his trading card, essentially. Yes, but... yeah. So I, I really have no idea whether he was a member of the IRA or not. Wow. I mean, it's, it's likely to be the case that he, he wasn't. Yeah. It was all bland. He could definitely get away with it. He convinced me. Yeah. You know, and a lot of other people, including MI6. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, so. so that's something that's... That's fascinating. Obviously, I mean, there's, we're going to make a lot of huge jumps around and, and back and forth here. But um, in America well, recently... Well, you me that we might. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a good chance. Um, we've In America recently, there's been a lot of talk um, about a guy, Freeway, a Ricky Ross. I, I don't know if you're familiar with who... Yes, yes, who, yes. Who, yes. Um, again, it, the, the big kind of story there was the, the revelation of how much the CIA were involved and, you know, the, you know, all, a, a lot of the larger DEA and everyone were actually using him essentially as their drug trafficker and oh, things yes, like that. So, yes, yes, so, sure. so, so at what point did you find, um, intervention from the, the, the legal systems and at what point did that intervention go from trying to stop you to trying to work you into their game and into... Well, I suppose the only the only time was uh, I mean my involvement with the CIA. Although I have worked with CIA people, these were cowboys from the CIA rather right. than acting in the CIA yeah. In yeah, directions. Uh, MI six was a genuine recruitment, yeah. where someone who I was at Oxford with uh, was recruited while while uh, we were at Oxford together, without my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the only reason was that his name was Macmillan, my name was Marx, and we'd often be sort of grouped together. Yeah. You know, alphabetically. Simply alphabetically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, and we became friends, and I visited him, and he visited my family. We were just normal friends. Yeah. 
And then he came along one day and uh, recruited me. Why? He said, I'm an MS6 agent, what we could do with someone like you, you meet interesting people, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I just saw it as a kind of license to, to, to deal, really, rather yeah. than a license, a double zero prefix with the more meaning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, definitely. But they quickly realised their mistake and uh, sacked me about nine months after. Oh, really? Yeah, but I, I pretended that they never really sacked you, but actually they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating, though, that it kind of essentially, I don't know, the game being played be, be, uh, uh, between each side there, of them thinking, oh, we're going to get this, this person on board and have... The, yes. When yeah. essentially you're going, right, I've now got... A get out of jail free card, yeah. essentially, a, yeah. a literal get out of literal jail yes, free card. Yes, in, yes, in, yes. In, in, Which in, was in used precisely for that purpose. Yeah. You know, so, did you get in, 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 in those nine months? Did you, you know, take advantage of that? I probably didn't even get the chance. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't get caught. Yeah, uh, that's the key part. Uh, which is yeah. <laughs> more important, I guess, uh, as a get-out-of-jail card yeah, being yeah. unused. Um, but, I mean, I did things like provided them with safe houses, safe addresses for letter drops and stuff like that. And then one day I was shown a picture of, uh, of, of Jim. I said, we know we see, you see in this man. We know he's an IRA guy. We know he's an IRA right. smuggler. Uh, would you help us uh, find him so I can vaguely see what I can do sort of thing yeah. and immediately told Jim look they're on you kid right yeah. <laughs> yeah. get out of here yeah watch it it's, it's <laughs> what the fuck you mean <laughs> it's such wonderful that they effectively became an informant Yes. To the yeah. drug industry yeah. rather than, than, than recruiting an informant they yeah. effectively gave you tips off yeah. tip offs when they were after someone which is, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. So, so how did it go from, again, I'd imagine the actual logistics of smuggling through Europe, as said, in car panels and things like that, yeah. is a world of difference to when you're smuggling shipments of up to 30 tonnes from Palestine and, and Thailand to America and Canada and yes, things like that. Yeah. How, you know, again, how even logistically, let alone mentally and socially, how, how, how did that adjustment how does that adjustment start to take place? That work? I mean, again, sort of, you know, probably more gradually than I remember. Yeah. But but the big the big leap, as I said, was you know, okay, from Oxford to hundreds of kilos wholesaling in London. Then it was to do with hundreds of kilos um, across borders yeah. in cars, and then it suddenly went up to thousands of kilos. Yeah. That was the big difference. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. And, and it was the Irish scam that achieved that. And uh, eventually that went to tens of... tens of thousands. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, tens and tens and tens and tens. Yeah. You know. Uh, because, because of the success of the Irish thing. Yeah. So how did the Irish thing come about and how did it, 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 it go? How were you in touch with uh, the supposed IRA. <laughs> I, 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 in touch with the supposed, the supposed IRA guy, um, at the time there was, it was very different uh, from what it went through after, but at the time there was, I suppose every person with a left-wing agenda had sympathy with the, uh, 
with, with uh, the Catholic minority in yeah. Northern Ireland. That was part, you know, I mean, Wilson sent in the army yeah. out of Wilson to protect yeah. the Catholics. You yeah. know, same side as the IRA. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there was a lot more sympathy with them, particularly amongst left-wing thinking people. Yeah, of course. Uh, than there was after they started killing kids and things like yeah. that. When they became terrorists, as we as we now know the term to mean, yeah. which obviously, you know, who, who the hell is in favour of that? Yeah. You know, sort of killing and risking innocent people is definitely not high on the list of my kind no, of No, completely, but it is something that's, 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 that's hugely forgotten, that that was the end result rather than the yes, start. That yes. was how they, again, you think of the RA as terrorists, you yeah. know, doing horrific th- things, but... That, I mean, the Taliban put a stop to them, and I mean, they were silenced, I suppose, by even greater terrorists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuart Lee, who we've had on the podcast, has got a great bit where he just starts talking about, oh, I miss the old terrorists, you know. The IRA would ring ahead if they were going to, you know, come down and do something, whereas the Taliban now just, you know, turn up out the blue. But, um, but yeah, so there was a, a sympathy at that point and a, a, a unity of more left-minded people, and that kind of, yes. I guess, opened up the import and export a, 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 a channels. Was that due to um, gun running and whatnot in that at that time, or no? Was I mean, it I, I from... was th- thinking mainly why I, right, yeah. you know, uh, sort of. Welcome to meeting an IRA guy. Yeah, I mean, there was yeah. absolutely you know, nothing in me that... that That's so, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I could... I, in fact, in those days, the, the Free Welsh Army was a bigger thorn in the, in the establishment than, you know, we yeah. used to laugh at the IRA. You yeah, know, yeah. Were, you know, it said we, but it was the Free Welsh Army that yeah, was sort yeah. of blowing up things and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, you know, sort of killing people and yeah. blowing up reservoirs and everything. Yeah. The IRA were almost a joke. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was wrong what was being done to them, but they, yeah. they weren't a sort of terrorist. They weren't seen as the big thing that they... No, not not, not not in the late 60s, anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, 68, 69, it, was a, it would have been a sort of Welsh kind of independence. Yeah. Much more so than yeah, the of Irish. Course. The so, Irish lost basically. Yeah. you know, in 1922 or something. Yeah, know, that bit. I think it was Lloyd George, wasn't it? Carved the border, you know, so that there would always be a Protestant uh, yep. majority. And then it's the gradual reaction and continuing reaction to yeah. to, to, to bubbling over that. So, life-wise, how how was it? The change from again, because again, I remember it was either in 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 Mister Nice or at one of your um, talks here in the stat that it said that at one point um, in the in in the late eighties, I think it was, it said that you had some involvement with ten percent of of the world's of the world's cannabis. So again, the the mere thought there of of one in ten joints being smoked in the world at some way pass through the hands in some way. Yes, I mean, that, that is an exaggeration. Not, not that I wasn't trying to be. Yeah. I, mean, I was trying to be the biggest, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was yeah. definitely no short yeah. of, not short of motivation. 
But, uh, I mean, I worked it out once. I mean, if I did do 10% of the world's cannabis, it would have meant an average income of $20 million a day. Right. I know I didn't make that yeah, much. Yeah, you've got to be pretty <laughs> sure you didn't make that much. I mean, I'm sure things are hazy, but still... Yeah, that's hazy, to... but, you know, you don't, you don't make that without realising yeah. But that. It, still, it still must have been a huge jump and a huge, again, as you've said, as, as, as the numbers are getting... B- bigger and bigger yeah and the the countries i guess are getting more exotic that must have been a huge change in lifestyle for you and a change in the level of people you were uh, um, mixing with i guess how how did you adapt i mean how did you feel that i mean i I became a right arsehole you know as anyone who makes a lot of money does become you know you fly sort of first class everywhere you stay in first class hotels five star hotels and generally become objectionable and yeah. think you're sort of invulnerable and yeah, yeah, of course. You know, all that stuff. So, so I became a right prick really for a while, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. as a result of being rich. But uh, it seems to happen to everyone. Um, I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you feel at any point any greater... Um, or basically, did the money outweigh any fear of the the greater, the ever greater level of risk? And I'd imagine the more dangerous people that that you were starting to deal with and be around. And yes, and I mean, well, with. I mean, for example, I suppose dealing with the the Campino family in uh, yeah. in, uh, um, in New York, uh, but that was simply because they they ran Queens and the Kennedy Airports in Queens, so. Yeah. Like the people who could do things at Kennedy Airport uh, yeah. were the mob, yeah. uh, and they they weren't doing much more than just stealing videos that came from Japan or something. Right. Like, you know, yeah. they weren't do, really using the facilities yeah, yeah. that yeah. cleverly, and uh, because I had some sort of reputations in the, in the underground of uh, being able to send things to airports. Yeah. Uh, they asked if I would, and uh, I'd always been fascinated with the mafia, and I loved the opportunity of, of being able to work with them. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, people often ask, well, you know, well, you know well, don't they kill you? And they, well, no, of course they don't. You know, they structure the deals that you cannot rip them off. Yeah. You know, they don't invest a penny. Yeah. Okay. They just say, yeah, can you send us a term credit? Uh, no, oh, well, we're not interested. Consensus and credit, yes. And <laughs> yeah. uh, then they keep a quarter of it yeah. while you sell the other 75%. Yeah. And then of the money that you've sold, the 75%, you pay them for their quarter. Yeah. And they, they can't lose. They yeah. structure the deal so that they can't lose. Again, it's, 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 it's way cleverer than you'd imagine. The Again, the, 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 the perception would be, as you said, that killing torture of, of when but again the 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 best prevention of being ripped off yeah. you know uh, which they did and yes of course I realized they were violent men but I, I'd see you know I I don't see hitmen as any worse than people who are at the, in the army I mean you know yeah. I, I don't I, I'm not violent yeah. and I never use anyone you know, say, go on, you kill him, or yeah. anything like yeah. that. You know, I won't. Um, but, you know, I, I don't feel I can judge that those people are morally wrong. Yeah, no. Ex- it's just ex- not for me. Exactly. It's, 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 it's killing or acting in that particular way under um, a different rule than, than other people who are heroes 
yes for doing so even in unjust wars and in, in inappropriate yeah. situations so yeah i can understand that as a perfectly again do you, do you feel any level of your uh, uh, philosophy studies helped yeah. equipped you to to be more open and adapting to this kind of thing because that is completely a logical and, and 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 philosophical in many ways approach to put to the perception of working with the mafia or anything like that but a lot of people wouldn't have that a lot of people would think as you said aren't they dangerous aren't they scary whereas as you said i thought what was beautiful in the word in there was you were delighted at the idea and the opportunity to work yes. with people you've heard of in that way yeah, <laughs> yes it's yeah. the mob this and, is exciting yeah. you know, loads of books about them and everything but uh, <laughs> uh you know whether any of this could be blamed on my, my philosophical training i've never thought so until now actually equipped you ahead of time so I mean, I am going to get round more to... Because, again, there was a temptation, having heard a lot of your stories, there was a temptation to just start this interview and just say, can you tell some stories, please? But I don't I don't want to be that lazy, but we will right. get, get one or two just real stories in there. But so... You've gone from that. You've 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 worked with some of the biggest um, crime organisations in the world, and I'd imagine with the money earned and the lifestyle you're living, a level of in, invincibility would have, have have come into your your general. Oh, actually, feeling it, yeah. feeling invulnerable, yeah. feeling things can't go wrong. Yeah, you know, I mean, believing things that quite clearly weren't true. Yeah, yeah. and and particularly when you've had things like. MI6 a reach out and things like that there, yeah. there's that there must be so many different things that you think if anything went wrong I can handle it I can handle it yeah no I did I did make that mistake so, yeah. so how was it when it did go wrong and when you were um, arrested and how did that all happen what was the kind of the play out of events and well I was arrested on you know three major occasions yeah you know, sort of leaving out the sort of bit of puff and yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, th- three sort of big deals the first one I skipped bail on. Yeah. You know, so that's some of our other got taken into consideration later on. Right. When, you know, but yeah, I mean, I skipped course. bail on that. I went on the run for six and a half years. So oh, wow. Became a fugitive for that long. Uh, and therefore didn't uh, suffer from paranoia, no matter how much I spoke, because they really were trying to get yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, it's accurate and plausible yeah, paranoia. Very, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feels like everyone's out to get me. They, they literally are. Yeah, so, so I so, could so, be arrested on sight. So when on the run, though, how how uh, what kind of life is that as a, as a fugitive? I've or was it a case of going for... elsewhere and, you know, kind of that being that, essentially, just not being able to, or feeling you're not able to be in England or whatever? Like, how was life? There was that to begin with. I, I, I did sort of go, well, very first I just stayed, stayed in England and uh, until my hair grew and my moustache yeah. or you know, yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then went to uh, Italy where uh, I knew I could rely on some people if necessary. Yeah, you see, that's, uh, that's the ad- 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 advantage of I had that I have if I ever have to go on the run is I've got the opposite I just have to wait until I can shave yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's, it's not waiting for it's it to grow instant, I can do the yeah, instant yeah, yeah, anonymity yeah. so yeah yeah no, that's true late plan. but um, <laughs> yes as you went on, on to Italy where obviously you had yeah where I had some connections so it weren't that useful actually uh, and then used um Italy as a well, more accurately, a, a sort of corner of of Italy, which isn't in Italy, called Campione d'Italia, right. where uh, you can get 
from one to the other by boat or over a high mountain. Right, wow. But uh, you couldn't... Uh, you, there was a border. So it's easy to sp- spot people coming, essentially. Yeah, It's hard yeah. to sneak up on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was... Uh, there was a... The whole income of the, of the 2,000 residents there, pretty much all of them, uh, was due to the casino there, which was run by the Milanese mob. Wow, and, yeah. uh, so it was... You know, yeah, it's quite a nice place to yeah. live. A secure so place made, in that respect. Yeah, so I made that my base for a while, uh, but then came back to England um, because uh, my my wife at the time uh, didn't want to didn't want a child to be born anywhere right. other than than England. Yeah. Um, so uh, our first daughter was was born in England, and. Um, and I always remember, you know, because you have to sign as the father. Right? Yeah. So, oh, fuck, you know, what should I put down here? Yeah. So I just put down the name of a, of a country singer, uh, who's my favourite country singer, which is Waylon Jennings. Right? Wow. And so I put down Waylon Jennings, and, you know, and that I sang for a band called Laughing Grass, which comes from the Naked Lunch, you know. That. <laughs> And uh, of course, I get this letter from my daughter. <laughs> you know, Dad, you never told me that. You know, you aren't my father. You know, who is Waylon Jennings? <laughs> so we had to go through some performance there, of sort of like, but I had to admit that uh, I was using a false name. But this was long after. I got yeah, caught. yeah. Uh, but the poor girl, you know, she must have gone through hell because she she was about just suddenly finding that and having that. That confusion. How was that? You know, I guess, despite not being ashamed of what you do or did, because it's something that you, you know, morally b- b- believe in and don't yeah, object so no to. Moral still, yeah. I, I guess, particularly as a, or, or definitely as a fugitive, you would have had to keep it a secret from your your daughter or you know any children or family and, and oh, things yes, like that. Oh yes, I mean, but I would, I would take them with me. Right. Uh, and I, I had plenty of friends sort of all over the place. So, yeah. I mean, it, uh, there, was, there was no question in their mind that I, I was, you know... That there was anything evil or wrong? Or, 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 yeah. uh, no, no. Uh, well, it wasn't evil or wrong. Yeah, there, no, there was exactly. anything untoward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. And because uh, we, we took them out to school and, uh, you know, I took them all over the world. Yeah. And, uh, That's a great... <laughs> a, a great a living and experience there, yeah. surely. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, uh, so how was it when you were finally? Because um, was it this uh, second and third time? You, that, the second that you, actually, I, you actually got. Yeah, I, I got off to the, the, the second bust, which was the the fifteen tons of of Colombian that I brought into Scotland. Uh, I got off by maintaining I was working for the Mexican Secret Service. Right. Uh, which was a quite expensive thing to arrange. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and, and, and the guy just refused to answer any questions anyway. The Mexi- I mean, I did get a corrupt Mexican law official yeah. to come along and give evidence on my behalf. Wow. Pretty much everything he said was, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to. Security yeah. reasons, I'm not allowed to say this, but yeah. he said, yes, we know him, he's worked for us and everything. That was enough. He said yeah. enough, you know. But anyone could have done it. I mean, you could have done it. You'd stuck a sombrero on and, you know. <laughs> Just claim but, to uh, be. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing, though. It's, yeah, again, because the beauty of of of, of the, the diplomatic um, 
anonymity and immunity and, and yeah. things like that is the fact that they can essentially say, you know, I can't tell you that. I can't, yeah. as you said, just not answer any any questions because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because of the nature of his employment. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just straightforwardly committed perjury. And I mean, I've, I've admitted that, but they could probably still do me for if they wanted to, yeah. you know. Yeah. It quite obviously was perjury. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone realised that, including the jury, I'm sure. Yeah. Know, everyone just no one would in agreement and acknowledgement it. It of it. It was just entirely sort of... Yeah. Out but of it's, it. it's fascinating how, 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 how mixed up and confused our legal systems are. Um, yes, but thank God, you yeah. know, I mean, because, I mean, I, I think the chances of being acquitted if you go to trial in in UK, they certainly were, these figures yeah. might be a bit old, but it would be about 50%. Yeah. As the chances of being acquitted in... Uh, oh, there is a bird feeding on that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at the blue yeah, tit. <laughs> A nice blue tit come to join us and, and feed out outside the window. It's like a, a Disney film here. It's beautiful. <laughs> so you, yeah. So you wonderfully dodged a conviction there. So D- the D- though did get convicted for having uh, various passports. Right. Okay. Uh, which was a difficult one to, you know. But, yeah. But I mean, I, I used one of them to show that I was in Mexico. Yeah, of course. Because I got the stamp. <laughs> did any of them have the names of your favourite? Singers or no, because you get you, you, you get no choice in the name. Ones they say, yeah. You get no choice in the name. Oh, that's no fun. It'd be more um, fun if you had choice. Wouldn't yeah, it? it would be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you just you know, you know find someone who doesn't isn't going to use their passport yeah. and put up with his name. Well, luckily that's how it, you know. Otherwise, it wouldn't have become Mister Nice. The guy just happened to be called. Really, I. Yeah, is is that how the Mr. Nice name yeah. came about then? Yeah, it was just one of my false passports. Amazing. Uh, I mean, it's one that I liked, you know, particularly going out east, you know, if you call Mr. Nice people and sort of, yeah. you, know, you know, kind of make some a, sort of comment. At the a favourite to use if you can. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how was it, as said, when you were finally um, caught well, the, and the third time? The third time I, I didn't get out of it. Yeah. Uh, because the chances of getting a, a quid is two percent, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I'd think having been caught twice but got away with it twice essentially would make you even more confident and feel yeah invulnerable. Yeah, just and, a, just yeah. another court case. Yeah. You know, you know, spinning on and we're at it again. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's how I started. You know, it's just that uh, people started, you know, rolling over and uh, yeah. becoming grasses and. Yeah. Uh, as I mean, there are types of grass in which are okay. I mean, like if you and I decided to do something, mm-hmm. and we decided beforehand, right? Well, I'm going to say everything what you did, and you're going to say everything that I did. Right. Okay. Because they know what we did. Yeah. 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 Okay. Then that wouldn't be called grassing. That's right. just a controlled roll, is what they call yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Roll sure. it over, but in a controlled way. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you prearranged in advance how you're gonna. Yeah, not that I did, but it was going. Yeah, um, no, it could could be arranged. It could that, be arranged. Um, yeah. yeah, if you need, essentially, if we get caught and we're going to need to roll over on certain stuff and get a deal, then here's what. Well, we both do. Keep we roll over on even. each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I didn't want to risk that because who's the guy? Young, isn't it? Uh, the guy that. Uh, um, 
what's it called? Blow. Blow. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, see, he, he signed a plea agreement, which is why I refused to write a, a foreword for his, for his book. Uh, he signed a plea agreement agreeing to testify. He never has, okay? Right. He never has. Yeah. But if you want, you can just do, you can plead guilty, say, okay, I plead guilty, but I want a non cooperation agreement. Right. I, I can never be asked to testify against anyone ever, and I just fuck off. It ain't happening. Yeah. I got one of those agreements, which anyone yeah. can have, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to be absolutely certain. I thought, oh, they might think I've grasped, or they might this, you know. Yeah. I wanted to be very, very clear that I ain't gonna, you know, yeah. in any circumstances whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and because Jung didn't go for that option, I didn't feel I could. Yeah. You know, he never has grasped anyone. Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? But it's it, it's still that unwillingness to have that that full st- st- stop on it to say. Yeah. 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 I mean, anyone can do that. Yeah. You know, but of course, you end up doing more time as a result. Yeah. So, so how 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 was going from travelling the world first class to to doing time? And I'd imagine the the, the level that you were at a lot of high security and oh, so yes, on and so yeah. forth. No, a, lo- a lot of it was very unpleasant. I mean, particularly uh, what's known as diesel therapy, you know, where they, you just stay one night in the county jail, then you move on to sort of somewhere else. Oh, wow. You know, and you're never there long enough to get in touch with a lawyer. Right. Uh, your, your parents, uh, you know, nobody, you know. So it's just, just moving you from one place onto the next place. Place, You know, and in very, very uncomfortable sort yeah. of... I mean, I, I was what's known as black boxed, which means that apart from handcuffs and shackles, you have a box like that that's chained to your waist. Yeah. I mean, you can't piss. Right. You can't piss. You have to piss in your trousers. Damn. You know, it, 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 it's, yeah, that's horrendous. It, it's, it's horrific. Yeah. I mean, so... And then some some prisons uh, uh, would compete well with Club Med, you know, <laughs> particularly if you're a grass, you know. Yeah, you know yeah. and, and, you know, they stick you in one of those two. For, oh, how'd you get here? Then where are you going? Oh, yeah. You know, so you, I had two years of that. Yeah. Uh, including going to Atlanta prison, which was, like, mind-blowing place. Right. Because you actually, the train, you actually go into it on a train. Oh, Wow. You know, I mean, it's not the train that stops at yeah, the regular yeah, station. Yeah, next stop, Atlanta. Else as well, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not not are not people on there getting their groceries and uh, going on. No, 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 no. Sort of. Well, we don't get off you. It's a prison, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and and of course they they airlift you from prisons. Yeah. You know, I mean, because they confiscated enough aeroplanes from from Colombians to have yeah. their own air force. Yeah. It's insane, isn't it? So, I mean, again, the 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 hugely high level of security and and the prisons that they were putting you in and the way you you were being treated is bizarre, considering the nature of your actual crimes. The 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 fact that, as you've said, you're not a violent person. You've never used violence or you know authorized or encouraged no no, violence. So, it's mind boggling that. That again, it's got to be a financial thing. It's because, or, or an, um, a kind of you've got away with it so much thing as well. <laughs> There's yes. more a punishment for that. You've got one over on us, yeah, therefore, right. you're high risk, high. Yeah. yeah. 
and you've got international connections. I mean, how the yeah. fuck are you going to smuggle unless you've got international connections? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. The, the, That's the, the very nature of smuggling. It's all, it's all, you know, yeah. handy work. So, again, it's some plays there. The fact that you've got international connections mean that so much of it had to be s- solitary and so much of it yeah. had to be, as said, black-boxed and, and, you know, place-to-place yes. to place because you're at risk of, of, of getting some way getting out and... And so on, and so. And That's so right. Forth. I mean, it, it, I mean, they, they would look ridiculous if I'd escaped. Right? Yeah. But I mean, uh, it, I mean, although people have escaped from some other prison, people have escaped from Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, from Terre Haute, where I ended up, um, no one's ever escaped from that. No. And people have tried, but you know, yeah, they've been either killed or or caught. Wow. What is it? This is going to seem like a bizarre question, but what is it? Is it about that one that makes it so impenetrable as such? It's the only federal prison with a death row. Wow. Um, you know, it's, it's where all federal executions take yeah. place. There haven't been many. Yeah. I mean, most people don't get federally executed, but uh, I think the first one to be so there for a long time was uh, the Oklahoma bomber. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. One, yeah. He, he was uh, federally executed there. So there was always, you know, and, uh, the awareness that this was an execution place yeah. too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, which adds a certain vibe, you know. Yeah. And there would be the dead man walking things. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm sure. It's, it's, it's also, it strikes me as bizarre that most of these prisons, you, you must have been on the 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 shortest sentence essentially like what was your original sentence and how much well, did you end up well I pleaded guilty serving? to a maximum of 40 years mm-hmm. uh, so the judge was restricted to that amount that's, that's, that's what the feds gave me or the DEA gave yeah. me for pleading guilty alright you know you're pleading guilty we won't ask for more than 40 years yeah so I mean until then I thought it'd be life you yeah. know so I mean it was like moving in the right direction yeah, yeah that's a good step and uh, as a result of what he'd heard, it wasn't a trial, it was just a plea, but there was a lot that could be said for me, mitigation. I used, yeah. you know, everyone, every way I could yeah. uh, to look like an academic and someone gone crazily astray. And uh, so he knocked it down from 40 years, the judge, mm-hmm. which was, you know, he could, he could have given nothing. Yeah, you know, he yeah. He could have said, you know, go scot-free. Yeah. Uh, but he gave me 25 years. Right. But... What, uh, also couched in that deal was that it was a parolable offence. Mm-hmm. Even at 40 years, I would be eligible for parole after serving a third of that time. Right. Uh, now, parole doesn't just depend on uh, on good behaviour. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the threshold we have to cross to yep. sort of get anywhere close to be considered yep, for of parole. Course. Uh, I mean, far big a factor would be the public perception of the crime at the time. Right. And drugs wasn't, the, you know, the public's favourite yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. It wasn't like, oh, poor guy, you know, he's just a dope dealer. You know? Yeah, he's a yeah, of course. Filthy fucking scum of a dope smuggler and I've got to stay there forever. Yeah. So I didn't expect to get parole, but yeah. there was always that possibility. And uh, there were far more avenues of appellant relief, you know, I mean, the, the uh, what is it, the uh, 
Sixth Amendment, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the right, the right to uh, to uh, courts. You know, yeah. the right, the right. So every every prison has a has a good law library, right? Uh, for example, because of that, and there are far more avenues of appeal. There isn't just what you've got over here. You know, just appeal against either sentence yeah. or conviction. You can appeal, and which is what I did. Uh, to reduce the sentence on the basis that it has been punished more harshly than the judge intended, which right. was which is very obvious, you know. I mean, yeah. I was, I was, the judge decided I should go to one of the universities in Carolina, somewhere north or south, I can't remember, uh, which specialises in academics. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I could continue some of, some of my studies. Yeah, and they didn't do that. No, the fact is that then gone the complete opposite in, as said, the moving you every night. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very easy to establish. And yeah. uh, my uh, my lawyer did it did it for, for nothing. He said, this is a walkover, you know, quite Amazing. obviously they are. So the judge, to punish the prosecution, right. uh, reduced the sentence from 25 to 20. Yeah. I got maximum parole, which meant I did six and two thirds. Wow. A third of 20. Which was the biggest surprise, but <coughs> as to the, go from expecting life to then down to forty to twenty, you know that's yeah, you know down to a crazy difference. Yeah, down to twenty, and being eligible for parole. Yeah, um, and uh, I still don't know for sure why uh, I was granted parole. I think the, the message the judge was given was I think the prosecution were overstepping the mark. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that would have been a factor. That yeah, sure. Been. But I mean, the uh, the DEA definitely weren't expecting. I mean, when uh, yeah. when the DEA agent discovered they had parole, he, he sort of just got in his motorbike and just drove down to where the deportation centre was. Oh, really? You can't let this guy go. You know, stuff like that. Damn. I didn't know this, but you know, yeah, he's, yeah. He since says so. Um, so I was very, very lucky to get parole. Yeah. And usually so. So, so what was your thought process when coming out? Because, again, it was you had this life of, of, of a lot of money, of travelling the world, <laughs> yeah. but you've then had to, to, to pay for that and uh, uh, and to suffer for that. Um, I didn't see it like much of a payment, you see, no. by, by the time it came out. I, I thought I'd got, you know, got away with Again, it pretty yeah, you well. were expecting, so... Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> six and three years sounds like a long time, but when you're expecting it to be 40, 40 or you know, life, then yeah, that's like, wow. It's nothing, you know, it's nothing at all. And uh, what, I, what I expected to happen is that I would be arrested either in Britain or, or Spain. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's because, you know, there were, there were certainly crimes that had come to the... Yeah. attention yeah. as a result of my period of incarceration. So I expected to be pulled for something in Britain because there's no statute of limitation. Right. Spain, they couldn't really arrest me because if, they, if I committed any arrestable offence, they wouldn't have been able to extradite me. They'd have had to deal with me in Spain first. Right, yeah. So I had to go to Spain and I knew I'd be all right in Spain. Yeah. But I was terrified of going to England. Yeah. Thinking I want to step foot down, they could have asked for my extradition from Spain. Even. Yeah. I thought the Brits would, would go for me, uh, but they didn't, because there's a kind of unwritten, or certainly sort of unofficial attitude that the authorities have that if someone has come out of prison and seems to have gone straight, 
Yes. Writing about my crimes had to be termed as such. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it wasn't another career. You know? yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a writer suddenly. Yeah. Then we won't bother with him. Right? Yeah. Because he's been rehabilitated. Again, particularly, as said, particularly when you're dealing with crimes that are, can be validly argued as there's, they shouldn't necessarily be crimes. Yeah. If you know, yeah. Particularly when there's not, there's, it's not that you've, you've, you've committed. For violence or gross acts. No, you've, no. You've you've taken stuff from here to over there. Yeah, yeah. If you don't list what that stuff is, then that's a ridiculous thing. It's like so you moved something from this part of the table to that part of the table, and that's the big crime. So I guess yes. seeing that you'd then you suddenly had a hell of a career and fame f- for doing this. That again, like, yeah, it makes sense that they're not. It it, it would be petty or. I don't know, odd of them to go right. It would be against sort of unofficial policy to do that. And, and again, kind of against... we. I mean, we put so much on the fact that the point of incarceration isn't punishment, it's rehabilitation. No, incarceration really, is the punishment. Yeah, 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 it is. I mean, we push that so much of it's meant to be re- rehabilitation, that's why anyone has an end date on their incarceration. If they thought you, we put you here... And then when we let you out, you're going to k- kill people again. Then yeah. they wouldn't let they, people they, out. That, that, out. No. Like this, a system wouldn't work. The point is meant to be to turn people around. So again, if there's a clear illustration that this person has been has found another path and, and an, somehow or other rehabilitated. Yeah, yeah. 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 S- yeah. S- not I felt kind of any <laughs> yeah. rehabilitated reporters going on. But, no, uh, no, I'm sure. I mean, how was it to suddenly be able... Again, I'd imagine your life outside of the circles you were in had to, by its very nature, be very private and secret. How yes. was it to switch to it all being... You were writing about it. You were touring and talking about it. All of a sudden, you've gone from... This, all these secrets and stories and never to be told, essentially, to yeah. how many can I remember? Even, like, how many can I list here? Yeah, yeah. How no, was that? Well, it, it was, you know, it was wonderful. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it was wonderful. I, I don't think I slept for, for about three or four days after I got out. You yeah. Know, just, just to be with my children again. Was yeah, of course. Being able to smoke dope again. Cause yeah. I gave it up in prison and so. Yeah. I went to, just to get brownie points, you know, and everything, because that would knock time off. Yeah. And said, so I'm very, very afraid that as soon as I come out of prison, I might start back on the evil weed, you know. I said, oh, we've got a 12 steps program for this and everything. So I got a few brownie points for that. Brilliant. You know? Yeah. But I found it very interesting. The, yeah. Because you actually do learn how to, you know, proper things in yeah. a 12 steps program, yeah. Yeah. which are interesting, like, yeah. how, you know, controlling anger and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, did that. Ad- adjust your approach to drugs in any way or was it more just as said oh, oh, no, psychological just things that like I knew that, that as, as soon as I could I'd be smoking yeah. dope you know? yeah, yeah. I knew that I would do it immediately and as furious of the kids that they hadn't got me any <laughs> they went out and got some shite Moroccan stuff from somewhere so it was <laughs> just terrible but then I was able to rectify that fairly soon that's perfect so so, so when did you decide to start touring and uh, and and telling stories. Well, it was, wasn't really my decision. I mean, there's there's a there's a kind of it's not a contractual obligation, but there's a kind of expectation, at least, that uh, an author 
will help promote and publicise the yeah, book that sure. he's written and which the publishers are paid for. Yeah, you know, and yeah. the publishers will certainly ask. So, uh, w- were you approached at, uh, to write the book initially, or like, how did that even come was, about? Uh, and when did you write it? Was it uh, after you got out? Oh, yes, after I got out, I yeah. uh, didn't write anything when I yeah. was inside. Yeah, um, I was approached by a variety of publishers. A variety of publishers come out to see me in 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 Mallorca because I was still nervous about yeah. going back to England. A, vari- a variety of literary agents came to see me. And uh, I introduced the publisher I liked best um, to the literary agent I liked best because I didn't. I wanted the relationship with the publisher yeah. to be purely creative, and the literary agent to try and get as much money as possible. Yeah, of course, so I, you know. So they were the only two criteria that I yeah. could sort of be free to cre- to create with my editor, mm-hmm. and that I get a load of money. Yeah. So and, and they did. You know, it, it was a, a hundred grand. You know, which 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 was you know you don't get advances like that yeah. these days. You no, know, of course. Fairly rare then. Yeah. And uh, it was staggered into three payments. But, yeah. Uh, I know. I didn't write a single word for weeks. <laughs> just please have some money. And, yeah. Uh, you know, just please have a third of the advances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I was thoroughly enjoying life, and then was, publicity became a kind of criteria, criteria of success. You know, mm. I mean, the, the more people who wrote about my book, the more it would sell, etc., etc. Yeah, of course. Um, and uh, so I, I did book readings, but. Uh, they were fairly sterile. I mean, you know what a book reading is like some author going, and now I'd like to read about the time when yeah. I was abused as a child. Yeah. I would read starting at page 75, and, you know, they, they were the source of fucking sterile. Yeah, and yeah, everything. of course. Because no one writes a book thinking they're going to read it out loud in a bookshop. You know, yeah. It's the last sort of thing that you think is going to happen. Yeah. You know, someone might read it in a beta or something yeah, yeah, exactly. on the transatlantic flight, you know, something like that. You don't, you don't expect, you know, to... Uh, to have to recite to, your own to, words no, as and, a performance. And of course it's not written like that, you no. know. I mean, it, 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 it's, uh, it just doesn't work. No. So uh, I, I did the hardly rocket science kind of move of adjusting what I'd written mm-hmm. uh, to be read on the beach in Ibiza to reading in a bookshop. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you know the company Avalon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they came along to a reading once and they approached me after and said, have you ever thought of turning this into a show? And I hadn't. Yeah. I hadn't, but I could see the advantages, you know. Oh, OK. And, uh, because I guess essentially when you're doing it to promote the book, r- rightfully so, it's promoting the yes. book for sales. It's not a paid gig as such. Right. Or not a, you right. know, it's sure, certainly not sure. as well paid a gig as it would be if it was a show. So. That's right. Yeah. My, my defender Avalon was making too much themselves, so yeah. I jacked them in the end. But I mean, they they sort of they were the ones that come up with the idea, yeah. and uh, and so I started doing shows at I think places like Shepherd's Bush Empire and something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's where I caught you. In, yeah, in the late nineties. Uh, yeah, yeah, the late nineties yeah. when sort of Avalon was in charge yeah. of me, and of course they they were also in charge of some, you know. Pretty good comedians like Al Murray, Harry, yeah. uh, Harry Hill, is I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Harry Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. I think he is as well. I mean, they've yeah. they've got sort of. Uh, oh, they've good always comedians. had a huge 
hold on the stand up scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and they got me uh, 25 gigs at Edinburgh Festival, for example, yeah. which is a great learning arena. Yeah. You know, because you don't know how many people. I mean, occasionally five would turn up, and occasionally it'd be sold out. And just amazing, isn't it? to sort of compete against. Yeah. But just amazing as well that it's generally, I'm sure, is the same. 25 shows all in the same place, yeah. all with the same crew and everything else. So I've, I've, Because I did Edinburgh one year and did um, a, a similar amount and I just found yeah. it amazing for, for getting b- better at it, essentially, yeah, myself. Yeah, well, it's like, right, I'm just in the craft. same place, yeah. I'm learning that. It's yeah, not yeah, no, rather than a tour where it's a different venue every night, so it's hard to say. There, you're just right. This did didn't quite work last night so I'm going to adjust yeah, it slightly yeah, here yeah, yeah you learn so much yeah. I mean I, I think I learned so much of whatever stagecraft I might have yeah. uh, you know uh, at, at the Edinburgh Festival and certainly Avalon had the idea first and, uh, and Avalon arranged the uh, yeah. the uh, Edinburgh Festival uh, and then they just I don't know they, I, I quarrelled with them a bit really uh, about money uh, because I used to, like, you know, Shepherd's Bush Empire is quite a big theatre. Yeah. And you can open up one level, open up another yeah, one, yeah, yeah. open up another. And I used to have massive guest lists, you know, like yeah. a huge guest list. Like, yeah. I can't believe, you know. And then uh, one... Well, were there a lot of aliases on the guest list? Was there a lot of fake names of people who shouldn't be in the uh, <laughs> in the venue or in the country? or in the... <laughs> Probably, you know, but I mean, as long as your name was down, it didn't yeah, matter. No, I mean, I'm sure it's sort of like a, a few dopers were crawling out of the woodwork to come yeah, along. Yeah. And, um, but on one occasion they said, oh, look, we're on sellout tonight, so there's no guest list. Well, you're allowed ten. I already had about sort of 150, yeah. literally yeah, well, 150 yeah. on the guest list. I said, well, how much am I going to make on this one? I said, well, you're not going to make anything here. Yeah. I said, OK, I never did. I worked for them again. Yeah. And fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, then I had uh, another murmur. Someone just came up and said, look, I'll manage you for nothing. Was now the chairman of the Royal Variety. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but is, he, is that call on its way? Are we going to see Howard Marks and the Royal Variety? <laughs> probably <laughs> not. Probably not. You know, because I mean, it, it's astonished everyone the, the hell he got that position because he was a sort of terrible drinker and cokehead. You know, so well, <laughs> earth, you know, he could go in there. So, so Freemasonry is suspected. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As being the vehicle. You know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, he wasn't getting me any gigs, and I had a, a heart problem. This was about some years ago, yeah. and uh, so I stopped, stopped working, uh, stopped employing him. I yeah. forget which way it works sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and then, then got with uh, John Hughes and Dan and everything, and everything's been been fine. Yeah, yeah. Everything's been fine. Back to wonderfulness. I mean. I do want to get on to things like Camp Festival and things like that, which mm. I've seen you at recently, and yeah. and it's been amazing to see. But when you were first deciding to, to to tell stories on the road, obviously, again, essentially, it's stories from the book. How did you decide on what on what stories would be the ones to go with? Or was it a quite a structured thing, or was it each night just seeing kind of where? No, it it, it was there was certainly a safety net structure there, yeah. you know, yeah. and. Uh, so it would be planned, yeah. 
but part of the plan was to look as if it was spontaneous. Yeah, of course. Again, the perfect thing of Edinburgh. Again, (laughs) I find it's the perfect to to get your spontaneity down to a T. (laughs) Again, you're in the same control thing. That's right. So so what, I mean, if it's not too a cheeky ask, what was your closing story? Obviously, you must have had a big closer that was your big... Well, anything to do with McCann. Yeah. Uh, largely because of his outrageousness and, 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 and humour, yeah. I suppose, uh, would uh, would be a part of that safety net. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. I mean, sometimes the safety net wouldn't be used at all because sometimes someone would shout out something right at the very beginning and I could keep it going for it an hour. It takes you off on it, yeah, 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 of course. Um, but the, the, any story with McCann would always work. Yeah. Any story of with the prisoners, yeah, you know, because you know, it was prison and hardcore and stuff. Like yeah, that, yeah, of course. That would work, and then uh, stories about like shagging a lot in Manila and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that, and going to weird houses of dwarves. And, yeah. Wow! Oh, there you go. There's a plane. Yeah. Surveillance. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, a, a variation of, 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 of sordid, lurid, tough or comical tales. Yeah, so. I mean, mainly, mainly my, 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 I felt my purpose was to make them laugh as yeah. much as possible. And it would be uh, always followed by a Q&A session. Right. So timing wouldn't matter. It just mean it was either a short Q&A session or a long Q&A yeah, session. Yeah, that's perfect. So that, that, that was easy. Plus, you know, I'd very often... Uh, well, I started meeting DJs because we were often at the same venue. So yeah. often, DJ, you know, we'd go to each other's shows. You know, yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd be on a guest list of, of yeah. you know, some famous DJ, and the famous DJ would be on my guest yeah, list. Yeah, perfect. And occasionally, some of them would offer to play tunes in the interval and everything like that. So you know, yeah. it, it sort of had a kind of vitality about and, it, which is unexpected. Yeah. Are there any of the the more comical? A McCann stories that come to mind, or a short that we could hear. Is is there anything that jumps out as a as a as a go to? Uh, a tale to tell. It's one of those sort of mind go blank. I, was go- I know I've sprung this on you know. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, you did warn me in all fairness. <laughs> uh, I think of the funniest. Yes, I can. Uh, one has just come to mind. So I'll Perfect. Just go ahead. Right then. And this uh, this was not one that was sad on stage, so you wouldn't have heard it before. Excellent. Right? Oh, lovely. Uh, but uh, I, I think I might have written about it in, in the Mister Nice. I, yeah. I can't remember. Um, but uh, we were uh, driving a hash lorry load of uh, a van load, a big sort of like transit van load of hash from one end of Ireland to the other, like from somewhere near the airport to somewhere near the ferry. Yeah. And uh, there and that, and Jim was driving. And he was always, when he drove, he always drove faster than he'd ever <laughs> done before. You know, that was his nature, to yeah. always be very, very fast. And driving on, you know, over the brow of the hill. And there was a roadblock, you know. And, uh, Nothing to do with us, you know, just one of those random roadblocks that they sometimes have everywhere. So the guy was there, you know, and so he sort of comes up, you know, puts his hand up, Jim just carries on driving, and absolutely no notice at the time, you're looking at me, fucking hell, like that. And he would have killed him, you know. 
But obviously the, the guy jumped, jumped out of the way in time, OK? <laughs> and Jim said, he's the luckiest fucking cop in Ireland tonight. <laughs> That's a wonderful way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he managed to dodge that and get out of that. Yeah, that yeah. That particular bit of... And I said, but Jimmy couldn't have gone No fucking way was he going to his land. They're like, well, I think his paddies are fucking stupid or something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, as, as, so this this newfound kind of venue filling speaker, um, a persona, did as you said, put you in with um, a musicians and DJs yes. and all sorts. So, so and other performers, I mean, of course. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because because when we um, started the the conversation here, you'd said that gr- growing up, your main passion was music yes, and, it was. and, and yeah. bands so suddenly yeah. how was that to now get that that crossover and to be a working with bands I mean obviously the super furry animals and things yeah. like that there's been yeah. good stuff but equally at best of all with Rob the Bank and with yes, people yeah, like no, that the, the, how was well, I mean I'm no creative yeah. talent whatsoever right you know I mean uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I hasten to tell that to anyone who's interviewing me I'm no creative <laughs> I can't help my voice you know it right. just sounds as if it smoked a lot and people like the sound of the voice you know it works that, perfectly uh, but I've no sort of uh, musical ability whatsoever but I do think I've got very, very good taste. Right, yeah. You know, so I so I got on the celebrity DJ circuit for a while, which, yeah. is, which is dead easy. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you just play what you like. Just say, here's songs I like. Yeah, and uh, you don't have to worry about mixing because you can't mix, yeah. you know. The only thing I can mix is dubstep because it's all 140 BPM. Yeah, you know? it's all the same tempo, <laughs> so, they, so it's right, fine. <laughs> if they need good mixing, OK. <laughs> Perfect. So... so so how have you found? So it was wonderful. It was a yeah. you know it, it 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 was a wonderful opening out, and uh, you know there's a huge overlap uh, of enjoying dope, you know, with with the, yeah. with the DJs. Yeah, yeah. You know, the DJs and the comedians all up to instant yeah. and easy a connection there. I mean, speaking of your naturally enjoyable voice, um, I heard recently. I'm sure it was. Um, uh, uh, some spoke uh, some poetry um, that was uh, w- uh, was it with Kermit from, uh, from Black oh Green? yes yes with Kermit uh, 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 yes I mean that's again and you, how was that I, I oh, believe he had written and was just like look no he's a very good you, poet he's can a, you recite but, this yeah, yeah yeah and it was done in one take just one that was it amazing yeah it's it, it, perfect it, to get to again to go from gr- growing up in Wales. I, I, I love your music. I mean, the whole journey is insane to then be yeah. an international dope peddler, <laughs> to then be an international author, speaker, tourer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's been, it's, you know, I've been very, very blessed yeah. with life. You know. Yeah, amazing. Have you got any, is, is, is there anything you ever think of that you, you wish you'd done differently or, you know, you, like, like, like any choices you made that you kind of think well maybe I should have gone a different route well it's it's hard when when you're okay I mean despite my sort of medical yeah. it's it's very hard if you feel all right yeah of course at that moment to regret whatever got yeah. you to that stage yeah. you know if you're happy and you've got any happy memories you can't really fault the bad memories no it's like well it's got me it's to the, been it's part it's of me it. the good ones you know yeah <laughs> But, I mean, the, the, yes, I have felt regret, you know, yeah. when I was in prison. I suppose I would have done almost anything to yeah. to change yeah. you know, whatever got me there. Yeah. So I know what the feeling means, but I can't 
I, I haven't had it since I got well, since about halfway through prison. I think. Yeah, that's uh, that's great though. So I mean, we'll start uh, uh, to wrap things up. We're going. I haven't even. I've been looking at the time. We're well over an hour comfortably, which is always good fun. But um, so I mean, health aside, what uh, what are your plans at the moment? I mean, you're you're back to. To, to talking and, and telling stories. Yeah, get back on the road again. Is basically. there any more writing you plan to do? Oh, or, yes, yeah? yes, yeah. I mean, particularly about uh, going through cancer, which is yeah. obviously, you know, you know, has new thoughts occasionally. Yeah, yeah know, of course. During it. And, uh, but I've not, I've not had a moment's depression yeah. since the diagnosis, not one, you know. That's fascinating. I mean, I'm a bit worried about how the kids would take it at first and things like that. But, yeah. you know, apart from I don't then I still feel optimistic, you know, there's that same old yeah. thing of getting away with. Yeah, again, <laughs> exactly that. It's, 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 it'll take over at it, some it, point. It, it does hark back to that instantly, <laughs> the fact that you got away with so much and then, as said, you've been diagnosed with this, you know, it's a terminal disease. Terminal yeah. disease, yeah, yet yeah. you've reacted well to the chemo. You've not been, you know, again, a lot of people would rather anything than Oh, than, yes, than, yeah, than but that's chemo, just but luck. Again, yeah. It's just luck, mind. You know, it's not as if I've earned it in any sort of way. Yeah. No, well, that's perfect. So I'm, I'm writing about that. I'm also writing... I've had a writing commission since I... Uh, well, I actually got the commission just before I was diagnosed. Uh, do you know Pike's Hotel in Ibiza? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, of, yeah. And, you know, Ibiza Rocks. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, where they have all the Ibiza Rocks. Yeah. And uh, Tony Pike, you know, yeah. uh, the guy with... Why he's called Pike's. Yeah. Uh, has asked if I would write the story of Pike's Hotel... Oh, wow. Which is, you know, it'd be like, more like a coffee table book, though I hate that name. Yeah. But there'd probably be something like thirty to 40,000 words and yeah. lots of, sort of pictures of, like, you know, people, celebrities and things yeah. like that. It'd be one of those sort of books. That's amazing. So it's an e- easy one, you know. It's not like having to write crime fiction or something or even the sort of something autobiographical. No, yeah. it's, 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 it's That's something that you can just turn your hand to. Yeah, yeah. So, How, I mean, so I've got one of those. You know, I've got one book which is totally in my head, which yeah. is a sort of which I vaguely called "Cancer Dance," yeah. you know, but that's oh, a, well. a working title. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, and and the one on Pike. So, I mean, the writing career still still has some life. In yeah, it. I mean, I was, I was going to ask if you ever considered a, a, a writing a f- f- film or a script, but then it instantly made me think we've completely. Ignored the fact that Mr. Nice was was made into a film. So I suggest quickly how much involvement did, did I have you have in the there film? With none, none did, whatsoever. Did did, 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 did Reece Iffens come and engage with you in any way, or was no, it only just... for seventeen years? Oh right, there you go. Know. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. No, yeah. I mean, he occasionally would sort of like call me up and say, "Look, what's I done? didn't didn't realise that you'd known. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We used to have a jack ticking competition every year in Glastonbury. You know, <laughs> Amazing. Myself, uh, Reese, and a couple of other people, and uh, I won every one. <laughs> of course, you did. Uh, but I would lose now. I think. Right. Well, he's gone straight now, Reese. Yeah, he? he's on the wagon now. There you go. Yeah, it's all—it's all change. Yeah. No, oh, but that's great then. Um, obviously, there's. But uh, uh, to answer your question, but I have no reason to think it'd be any good at writing a no. screenplay. No, it's not, I've you know, I've no yeah. reason to think so. 
mean, I think it was a mistake, really, for me to even entertain the idea of writing crime fiction. Right. Because even though the books were well reviewed and everything, it didn't translate into. No, into it sales. wasn't. No. What you'd expected it to be, or how you'd wanted it to. How I'd hoped it would be. I don't think it was a very high Essentially, if you write non fiction, it's the best crime fiction there is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've yeah. lived that life, so it's kind of, yeah. it seems unnecessary in a way to, to yeah. Well, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, what sort of made me sort of feel a bit of confidence is that, I, I mean, the dialogue, even yeah. in a non-fiction book, is obviously made up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. they, they transcribe yeah. what was literally said and it would just, you know, just, just be terrible. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, the, so there are fictional elements in 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 any work of nonfiction. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I thought I was good at writing dialogue, and therefore that could easily transfer itself to, yeah. to crime fiction. Of but, course. Uh, I was wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair, fair enough. Then. Well, you've also got. I mean, we're being filmed at the moment because there's um, them. Some a lovely gentleman are making uh, uh, have been making a documentary for a while now, just yes, on and yes. off, right? No, the, 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 yes, uh, I mean, obviously, it got uh, sidetracked a bit by my diagnosis, and yeah, of course. But, uh, I mean, we were working on it in, in in bursts, I suppose, but quite long bursts. I mean, there'd be yeah. about a day or two, you know, that, yeah. uh, that we would uh, I, I would spend being, being interviewed. Uh, Long enough for you all to get sick of each other and then have a break, right? And, and we never got sick of each other. <laughs> Don't forget they'd film it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. Um, but uh, and is that just at the moment kind of an extended thing ongoing? And uh, yes, and yes. See what, oh, yes, I mean it's, what it, it's, end, it's definitely ongoing, and uh, you know it's been. Uh, um, Totally incapable of working with people I don't like. Yeah. Right? So, like, you know, it's working. That's perfect, man. That's good to know. That's good to know. Well, I'll, I'll wrap things up there. Um, is is there a best way to keep up to date with everything you're doing? I assume the Howard Marks website, right, is probably the... Or do you not I don't, know I don't, I don't bother with Facebook or, <laughs> that's or, fair enough. or, or social media at all. So many don't. Uh, yeah, what? just, I mean, the idea of sort of, like, opening, you know... My words yeah. to the public is very alien. To when I had Alan Moore on, we discussed the fact that um, it's odd that people feel the need to even ask someone where I can keep up to date on you. Because in reality, if you want to know if anything new is happening with Howard Marks, you can just Google it. You can look these things up. Stuff's online. Yes, stuff's yeah, out there. Yeah. But when it's it's ready to be out there, it's out there. So, yeah, yeah I'd say... If, if, if you want to keep up, you just give me a call. Yeah, yeah that's easy now. That's perfect. So, that's not so helpful to these guys, but I'm, I'm one of the a lucky few now. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much. As said, particularly um, at such a time when you're, you're or doing... Are wonderfully with your health it turns out but yeah <laughs> thank you for inviting me in no, and having a chat I've enjoyed, enjoyed your company very much thank you thank you you've been listening to Scrooge Pits Discretion Peace 
There we go. That was episode number 33 with Mr. Howard Marks. What an amazing dude. I truly feel honoured to to get to sit down with him. Inspirational um, in many ways. Again, a lot of you will be annoyed at the suggestion that an international criminal is inspirational, but that's a difference of opinion. Regardless of any of that, it's, you know, it's certainly inspirational, his his attitude and approach to, to battling cancer. Um and being ravaged by it, it climbing everywhere and him just, you know, yeah, him being in control of that and being at one and at peace with it. So what a guy. I recommend you um, check out his, his books if you haven't already. There's so many more amazing details to go into again if you're listening on Acast um, as I mentioned quite often we will have a link now to his books and where you can buy these things and yeah and find out more about the legendary Mr Howard Marks but next week we have Mr Dan Hardy MMA um, British MMA legend ex-former UFC fighter hoping to become a current a UFC fighter again but currently a UFC commentator um I've split this podcast into two because I am a massive MMA nerd and I know some of you aren't. So part one, um, the same as all of these podcasts, you don't need to know anything about these people. I think it's still a truly fascinating story. Dan's story is he, he, you know, he, he went through a lot to become right at the top of the sport and then his career was ended through a again we'll go into more detail in the podcast but through um, a medical condition that hadn't actually caused him any issues or harm or trouble but just because of it being identified it meant he he couldn't get cleared to fight which is again it's a fascinating thing particularly you, you know you spend your whole life excelling at a physical um activity and then to have that taken away from you when you when your physicality actually hasn't changed it's it turns out it's a condition he's had from from birth so he's had it the whole time he's been doing this but yeah it's a fascinating chat but then in part two we proper nerd out on MMA and talk about upcoming f- fights or fighters to keep an eye on so I, w- I will concede that that one some of you might not want to listen to um, but that's why I divided it into I wanted the first half to be generally it happens to be a fighter but it's a fascinating story in itself and the second half for all you MMA nerds out there to get down with so that is next week on the Distraction Pieces podcast it will be number it'll be episode number 34 part one and part two part one will go out um, in the morning or at midnight as we always do on Tuesday midnight Tuesday turning into Wednesday um, and then I don't know, I guess midday, I think. Part two will go up at midday. I've just decided that. So check that out. I'm on at Scroobius Pipio if you want to hit me up. If you'd like to request any any guests, the best way to do that is hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, but tag the people that you're requesting as well. That's how these things happen. That's what catches attention and starts these conversations. It's People forget that I do this on my own and I'm a regular guy that lives in Essex, essentially. So if you say, I'd like... At this person I'll go cool how do I contact I've got no idea I don't know that person I don't know how to contact so you know if there's a way of contacting them that you're aware of let's start this moving let's hook this up um yeah thank you for checking this out and we will see you same time next week please subscribe and have automatic download would be great because it really helps us with that chart position and tell your friends what you have heard here this is the distraction pieces podcast and my name is Scroobius Pip